Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, we were uh, talking, uh, and there was news earlier on in the week, uh, in regard to uh, the Confederate flag at NASCAR races, NASCAR events. This is a sport that started in the southeastern United States, uh, very much a southern sport, but it has since uh, obviously expanded well beyond that. And uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement and the death of George Floyd, once again, uh, this issue has reared its ugly head. And uh, in regard to uh, con- uh, Confederate flags at racetracks, which some of the fans fly in the infield, uh, where there are usually lots of motorhomes and such. Uh, Bubba Wallace, who is the uh, series-only black driver, uh, drives the 43 car for Richard Petty, which is obviously a very, very prominent person in the sport, uh, uh, came out post-tragic uh, death of George Floyd and took a stance on this and said, uh, it's wrong and we should get rid of the Confederate flags. Uh, that had happened, and uh, Alabama was the first race back uh, this past weekend. Uh, rained out yesterday, so it was running later on today uh, with a, a small amount of uh, of the public there. I think they've allowed about maybe 5,000 fans to uh, come in. Uh, but over the night, uh, over the uh, overnight, from what we understand, uh, uh, the crew, or uh, again, I don't know all the details of the story, but long story short, a noose was found in the garage stall of Bubba Wallace. You can imagine uh, the reaction uh, to this. And uh, NASCAR has promised Swiss, uh, Swiss ac- uh, swift action and try to find uh, the people responsible and such, but obviously uh, another black eye for the sport. Let's bring in Eric Thomas, host of Raceline Radio, heard every Sunday night right here on CHML, and he is with us now. Eric, thanks for the time. Hope you're doing well. Doing fine, and uh, good to be back on with you, Scooter. It's been a while since we chatted. We uh, we trust you. Your family's fine. We're fine. We're we're uh, sequestered at home and doing our race line shows on CHML in a bit of a pre-record mode. But uh, good to be on with you. But uh, you know, here we are again talking about something that really, you know, has nothing to do with the competition on the racetrack. And uh, I wish it was a more pleasant situation. Eric, I find it hard to know, uh, hard to accept that nobody knows what happened here, especially when you've got a garage filled with uh, cars. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what the value of the garage is on any given weekend with all the equipment and cars that are in there. I cannot see this place not having cameras of some sort. What are your well, thoughts? I, Do you think yeah, they'll find I, this person? Yeah, well, they're, they're, they seem to be very uh, optimistic they're going to find the, the coward who, or cowards uh, who did this. Uh, with security cameras and what have you, but as you said, and you you were right, there was about five thousand fans allowed in the seats, and they haven't run that race. They're going to start this thing in about half an hour because of the weather uh, yesterday. But no fan was allowed access to where these garages are, uh, where uh, they found that noose in uh, Bubba Wallace's uh, garage, the Richard Petty organization. So you've got to think, where did it come from? Did some? Could it be a team member from somewhere else? Even on that team, always a possibility. Damn well, hope not. But let's remember, too, that if the track is open for competition, there's track workers there as well. And there's also a a limited number of officials, a very small media contingent. So it's, I don't want to say it's wide open, but there is a large count of people that would still have access that could have gone down there and done this. The FBI is now involved in this thing to hopefully find whoever it is I hope they do. Amazing to me, and in looking around this and talking to some of my other affiliates on the network today, that actually what happened is not necessarily considered 
a hate crime in the state of Alabama, which mm. blows my mind because wow. you know as well as I do, anybody with a lick of sense, a lick of brain, and a lick of decency knows this is darn well a hate crime, and this kind of stuff should never, ever happen. But what I was going to say before you played Marty's clip, the guy that I really feel sorry for, besides Bubba, man, and what a brave guy to put up with this. Think of the weight about, he must be carrying on his oh, shoulders, it's Eric. Amazing. And, and to think that he could be in physical danger. Guys like yeah. Dylan Hart Jr. Are, are thinking, you know what the heck? His mother says, hey, hey, son, they're just trying to scare you. But my God, he's the first full-time black driver they've had in that series in NASCAR since 71. But the guy that's got to be just shaking his head is Richard Petty. The guy, yeah. he's 82 years old. His family, with his dad Lee, in Level Cross, North Carolina, not far from Randleman, considered in the Deep South, was there when NASCAR was formed. He has seen the worst forms of racism through the years, you know, and, and, and they, 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 had, they, they fought a civil war over this thing. They had civil rights uh, riots, worse than we've ever seen around the George Floyd thing. And in 2020... He gets this happen to one of his drivers. He said, when they hired him, I don't care what color his skin is. I'm going to hire him because he's good, and I like the kid. But for Richard Petty, at the age of 82, still dealing with this garbage? Yeah. It's it's mind-boggling when you think about it, you know? And he knows well enough uh, back in the heyday away when this all started. I mean, it was rampant then. And you know what, what, Scooter? What's so frustrating for me is it's still rampant. And you're talking maybe about a small percentage of the fan base yeah. but you're still going to get this this warped mentality especially in the southern states and you can bring down all the flags you want and all the civil war statues and monuments you want but it's not going to stop this systemic racism that is buried and deeply rooted in the american dare i say north american culture you can protest all you want write a little message on a piece of torn cardboard and god love you for doing it because it needs to be eradicated but you're never, ever even going to make a dent in this because of people like that defiantly flying the, 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 star, uh, the stars and bars, the Confederate flag, that moron who dragged one behind an airplane over top of the track. You're never going to get rid of those guys. You yeah, can try yeah. all you want, but, man, it's like, and I get, I get emotional about this, and, and you know me, having known the Civil War and studied mm-hmm. it, you yeah, you're a fan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, my wife and I, we go to Gettysburg at least twice a year. We've studied the history of, of that war and what it meant and the Canadian entanglement with it as well. But, you know, you, you, as I said before, they fought a civil war over it. We've had, we've had civil rights violations and riots and protests burning down cities back in the 60s that made what we just saw with George Floyd look like a tea party, and you're still not going to make a darn dent in it. Because the white supremacists have hijacked that flag, and they are big, they are powerful, and they have allies in the American government. And if you don't think that that's true, you're naive, I'm going to tell mm. you. And I just wish that all the – and you've got to do it. You've got to get rid of it, protest it all you can. But, man, it's frustrating because you won't make a dent in it, and that's what's frustrating to me. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, what about sponsorship here? Uh, I, I noticed something the other day. Like, obviously, Petty's team, Bubba's team, a mid-place team, um, not necessarily really strong sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, Kyle Larson gets booted from the sport for making a racist Racial comment. Yep. His sponsor, McDonald's, the following week, 
is on Bubba's car. What yeah. does this mean for sponsorship? Does does Richard Petty have a hard time getting sponsorship yes. for Bubba yes. because yes. of the color yes, of his skin? Does. Yes, he does. I mean, the, the days, I mean, his Richard, when he was driving, and his sponsorship with STP, the oil uh, treatment, yeah. was the longest sponsorship in auto racing history until Kenny Bernstein and Budweiser unseated that. But right now, just finding sponsorships for the top teams, let alone a mid-pack team, uh, like Richard Petty is very, very hard to come by. This is why NASCAR did away with the flag. And if you're going to be all-inclusive and diversified, and I heard your roll-up, and it's accurate, to get it out of that deep south pro-slavery, pro-bigotry mentality that still exists there, and you saw evidence of it with this new situation and that flag thing, you can't have that kind of stuff going on if you're going to attract corporate North America to help market their products through that and get sponsorship. When you've got this kind of stuff, uh, you know, bubbling up and surfacing, yeah. and you got people wanting to change, you know, the packaging on a on a on a pancake mix and an Eskimo pie, you've got to be very very sensitive to this. And if you think it was tough to get sponsors with all this racism stuff and the flag stuff and the noose thing swirling around, good luck trying to get sponsors to grab onto that thing. I mean, it's it's still a good place to advertise, but man, when you've got all this political stuff and all this racism nonsense flying around in it, man, it makes it very hard for the corporations to say, do I really want to put my fingers in that pot? The water might um, be too hot. Go somewhere uh, else. Do, you know? Is this a turning point for NASCAR in be. the sense that they seem to be ahead of this from a, a public relations standpoint? Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to be getting a lot of support, yeah. uh, even from other sports. We've seen other athletes, LeBron James, LeBron and, James. and such, put their support behind uh, Bubba Wallace and such. Is this a turning point for this sport? It, it could be, but I also agree with what you stated is that they've handled this the best way they could. You know, making finally making that move to ban the Confederate stars and bars at racetracks, but you're still not going to get rid of it. You know, you, you had people running up and down the roadway in front of Talladega yesterday with Confederate. I know flags. it. Well, you mentioned it. Somebody flew know. a plane over the speedway oh, yeah, with a exactly. flag, and then they were driving past the gates yep. with yep. them on their. Tr- so I mean, so my goodness. Yeah. So what does a sponsor do, Scooter? What does a sponsor do? They say, you know what? Yeah, you ban the flag, but you're not going to stop the display of it because you're going to get defiance, and that's just the culture. And how do you battle the culture if you're trying to do business? So it could be a turning point. I think NASCAR has handled this uh, public relations-wise and media relations-wise as best as they could. But this is a big, big systemic problem. And when you're from the Deep South, that is still going to be there, and you're still going to have to deal with it. You know, you're still going to have to have you know, sponsors overlook all of this, and companies right now, with the sensitivity of this, will simply say, do I want to get involved in that? And they may not. And companies that may plan to, ju- to jump in may change their plan. I don't know. I'm not in those boardrooms, but I'll tell you what, it's a very highly charged emotional issue, and companies may decide they just don't want to get involved in that. And I hope that's not the case, because there's still value out there, not only in, in NASCAR, but with IndyCar and F1, but I mean, if, if you're dealing with these kinds of subjects, it makes it awfully hard to do business normally, doesn't it? I think so. That being said, uh, kudos to someone like McDonald's for stepping up and jumping yep. behind this. Could this work to benefit the Petty team and Bubba Wallace? Because now they are taking a stand. Could. And companies could. saying, I want to be a part of that. It could. And, and don't you admire uh, Daryl, that's his real name, Bubba Wallace's bravery in this. 
and companies are going to latch onto that, and and that yeah. that could help them. You know, it it is strange, and you use that funny word serendipitously how things sometimes work out. That is there a silver lining to this? Yeah, that might be one of them. You know, and you kind of cross your fingers that that may that that may help some some drivers and some companies. But you know, to have the the guy that is so ingrained in the history of NASCAR and Richard Petty still dealing with this junk in 2020 is really mind-boggling. It really is. And then also, a good time to do this simply because no one's at the track. I mean, uh, I guess only about 5,000 for this race uh, this weekend, uh, limited amounts. I'm I'm guessing there's no camping in the infield. No, there's Uh, not. We we know what that fiasco is like when it happens you know there could be like five ten thousand people just and in Talladega the infield is the worst for it Talladega absolutely Confederate flags per camper than any other track so sure. think about that when this yeah. eventually now it's not an issue because there's nobody there they're not letting any fans in uh-huh. or very few but yeah. what happens once they open the campground in the center field again how yep. are they going to police that i don't think they're they going to need an army scott i don't think they can so what are they going to do? Are they going to yeah. take the flag police into into that into that snake pit, as they call it in Indianapolis, and start telling people to pull down their stars and bars? Yeah. And then how do you shoot that racetrack? If you know and you've seen Talladega, the yeah. campers go right up to the fence yeah. on the high banking part, and they've got stars and bars flying from the top of those campers. Are they going to pull them down? I mean, you're not supposed to bring a flag in, but listen, where there's a will, there's a way. Look what happened yesterday. As a matter of fact, just to make it even worse, there were vendors down the road, not on track property because it's banned, that were selling the Confederate flag, and they were selling them, too. People were buying them. You know, so, I mean, I don't know how you... you, Again, the frustrating part for me is you try your darndest, but it's like digging to China with a spoon. You can't do it really, you know, realistically. You're not going to stop all of it. You have to make a stand and ban it. That's what NASCAR had to do. But because of the uh, of of how ingrained that junk is in the American culture, still to this day in the Deep South, you know, it, it's going to be almost impossible. And companies are going to have to look at it very stringently. But let's look at the good side of this and admire the bravery of a guy like Daryl Wallace oh, yeah. and, and Richard Petty for continuing with this and for NASCAR to tackle it as best they could head on to try and get rid of these crumbs and these bums. But you're never, you know, it's wow. There's hordes of them. It's ingrained in their culture, and you will not change it as sad as that is. This also in every sport, we certainly know the Kaepernick and the taking of the knee and the issues with the NFL, is has NASCAR moved ahead of them in this game? Are people looking, are other sports looking to NASCAR in how they're handling this? Because they seem to have certainly taken a strong stands and commit a stand and committed to it probably more than other sports have well they have and they were they were one of the first sports out of the gate to actually get going again during c19 now that's another story for another day because i still believe in my heart of arts that they went back too soon and so far we haven't had anybody other than dale jarrett come down with anything close to COVID-19. But, man, you're going to start letting fans back in. You know they're not going to stay six feet apart. You know they're not going to always wash their hands. You know most of those people aren't going to wear masks. And the numbers in Florida are ridiculous, and they just Mm -hmm. race there. So, like, my my fingers are crossed, my eyes and toes are crossed, that nobody comes up with this virus that was at one of these races. But this is they're handling it the best way they possibly could. But it's, you know, is it going to be effective? Against the racism and bigotry, I don't think so, but they have to at least try. And they got going again around the COVID nineteen thing. But 
what a tumultuous time for our sport, Scott. we got the COVID-19 thing affecting it. The racing in this country has been shredded, and you might not yeah. see any local action. They had a little late model thing going at Flamborough uh, over yeah. the weekend without without fans, but the dirt tracks down in Niagara, where I am, are still waiting to open up. They've had some practices. They're going to do TV-only races, but the sport has really taken a groin kicking in this whole thing, and then here comes all this racism junk in NASCAR. It's unprecedented, but... The bottom line is part of what my argument is, do you put profits before people? Do you yeah. need to stage these races to try and get some of that revenue, television revenue back? And that's one of the, the, the differences is you can run these races without fans. Can the NHL mm-hmm. compete without putting their players in danger? I don't think so. NFL, Major League Baseball, and they're still tentative with it, right? Baseball yeah. is still yeah. up in the air. NHL, mm-hmm. are we really... You know, Austin Matthews has COVID. Are yeah. you going to put him in a rink and then addressing him? They're not going to wear masks or anything? Are you kidding me? But what do you do? You, you, you survive on your revenue, and if that revenue ain't coming in, you're in a world of hurt, and you want to try and get that going again. But you better be able to pay the price and face the consequences if things go wrong. And the way the numbers are spiking again in the States it's like carrying around a hand grenade without yeah. a pin in it, and you just keep the handle down, praying nobody bumps into you and the handle flies off. If you, if you uh, get my analogy. I'm not sure if you're a Netflix follower at all, but there's a well, great that, uh, uh, documentary on there about the uh, Willie T. Ribs and his story yes. mm-hmm. uh, through racing as well, which is yep. pretty, uh, pretty inspirational, too. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see how this sport moves forward with this. As you said, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be at loggerheads before this is, oh, is, is settled, oh, and yeah. it's going to be fascinating to see how they how they keep this going. Yeah, uh, Eric Thomas easy. has been with us, the Raceline Radio Network, uh, Canada's National Radio Motorsports Authority, and of course you can hear him every Sunday night right here on CHML. Eric, as always, thanks so, uh, so much for the time. Much appreciated. Be well. Yeah, you too, lad. You and your family, and we'll do it again soon, hopefully uh, with a subject that is not so sensitive. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, hopefully we can actually talk about racing one day. That'll be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Much take appreciated. Care, you take care, too. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.